Hi there, this is Tracy Malone. Are you dealing with anger? Victims of narcissistic abuse struggle with anger in a, in a roller coaster way. Sometimes it is absolutely taking over your life and you can't sleep, you can't eat. And other times the anger just like smolders uh, below the surface and it causes resentment, which feeds the anger. And it's just a cycle when we're in a narcissistic relationship. We need to understand anger. We need to learn to control our anger. Anger is part of our emotional recovery. We have to pass through it in order to get out of it. If you look at domestic violence victims, they don't leave until they really are forced into angry. So when we gain that internal strength to leave, it's the anger that is propelling us out. We finally are done, we're out. That's healthy anger. Unhealthy anger is when we hold on to it and it consumes our life. If this is what you're struggling with, please watch the rest of this video. I've got an expert, Michelle Ferris, who's going to teach us the who, what, where, when, how, and all the things we need to know about controlling and understanding our anger. We're going to look at anger triggers and learn how to control them so that you can have a more relaxing life by letting go of some of this anger. So let's welcome Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Tracy. I know that you are very passionate about this anger topic, and I can't wait for our people to hear your expertise. So I want to start off right away by by asking you, what is the purpose of anger, this, this emotion that we feel? What's the purpose of it? Yeah, a lot of people don't realize there is one, but it really signals us that something isn't okay. Whether it's out externally in our environment, someone hurt our feelings, something in the world is upsetting us, or something internally, like something we're thinking, an assumption we're making. So it really is a helpful tool if you can look at it that way, because it also tells you when somebody crosses your boundary and that's really key because if I'm upset I know uh oh I have to pay attention because something's happening that isn't okay with me and if I ignore that then those feelings are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> absolutely I love that what you said because again people are under the assumption when they've been with a narcissist, you know, the anger that they see in the, the narcissist, which is just daily barrages, sure. of, right, then they finally get angry at a situation and then they feel guilty because they don't want to be the, the narcissist. Right. right. And so there's a, there's a fine line between crazy anger. And yes, absolutely. It tells you to change. Like it, 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 you have to listen to anger, but can anger be healthy too? Yes. But you know, you bring up a really good point. That's part of the reason why people don't do their anger because they see toxic anger and they think, well, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, and that's what I did as a kid. I saw toxic anger. So I thought, you know, no, thanks. I'm going to stuff it, but stuffing it is also unhealthy. So the goal with healthy anger is to be moderate and to actually use it to take care of ourselves. And if we can have our feelings early enough, it's not going to be explosive. It's not going to be blaming, but most people need tools to know how to do that. Yeah. And, and that's the hard part, right? Getting to a counselor, getting to someone that's going to guide them through here. Yeah. So 
that they also don't hold the anger because I've also seen people that are years past it and they can't let go of it they're stuck Mm -hmm. in this like perpetual anger state and they they drive it and push it out at everyone they see because they aren't able to control it right right that's super common especially if you're codependent a lot of times codependent people don't recognize that they're anger and they'll say i'm not angry but they can relate to resentment ah true True. because it's that hidden you know i'm hurt but i'm not going to tell you and again we learn this behavior so you know the one thing about this work is that i really um am a proponent of like no judgment because we can really judge ourselves when it comes to what we've done with our anger and i used to teach a 60 uh 52 week anger management batters program that's how i started i loved it i loved it and every single man in there learned healthy anger unhealthy anger growing up every single one so their story at that moment made perfect sense to me So that's why, you know, if you're struggling with anger right now, believe me, if we heard your story, it would totally make sense. Yeah. And and that's an important thing that you were saying about the groups, because a lot of people like myself who were raised by a narcissist, Mm. good girls don't get angry and were taught to to swallow it, to not allow it to be there. And and I think in many ways, and you can agree or not agree, but Mm -hmm. I think many ways that good girls don't get angry, oh, like yeah. stopped me from actually speaking up when I was in abusive relationships. Well, right, because you want to be a nice gal. You, you don't want to cause a problem. You don't want to provoke the rage. And if that's in your history, then of course you're not going to want to do that. Uh, rather than, you know, the healthier we get, the more we realize we actually need our anger in order to advocate for ourselves at moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I often ask my clients, you know, who they're most angry with. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, there's a secondary anger that many people miss. So if your mother was the abuser and you're just so angry at her, but you haven't like spilled over a little, like, why didn't dad protect me? Yeah. Um, and understand that because that's, they don't yeah. want to look at that because if dad right. was the protector, I don't want to get mad at him. I'm not right. saying you have to have a full on rage about it, but you should be pissed that your father didn't protect you in that situation. And this sort of leads us to, you know, a lot of people being angry at themselves. So how do they get past being angry at themselves it's always I shouldn't have stayed I shouldn't have done this if I should have would have could have all that anger that's driven at themselves is self-harming so how do they get right. that well for me it's self-compassion like how can we look at we did the best we could and there are reasons why we made the decisions we did at that moment because I really believe that people do better when they learn better you know they can't They can't do what they don't know. So, and the other thing is, is if your best friend came to you with the same story, I would bet you wouldn't judge them. And you would say, oh, I totally understand why you made that choice. So it's like, can we put ourselves in that other person's shoes and have compassion for our own story? Now, the other part though, with being angry at ourselves is sometimes there's a grain of truth in that where there are behaviors we've done that we're upset about, we haven't forgiven ourselves for, and we may need to do some work around that. 
you know, that's why I love um, the fourth step in 12 step programs, because doing that inventory of looking at how have I harmed other people or myself, because that's going to help free up um, those, those pains so that we can actually start to resolve it. Yeah, that, that, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. And again, looking inside is such an important part and people don't really do that they're the the ones that don't heal from the anger are he did it she did it he did it you know and and i think you have to in the beginning if you don't get angry you stay in the relationship so it's absolutely vital to tell you out by getting angry right but then when we start to point the finger and everybody is just the devil spawn and we're just living in a, in, a, in a cyclone full of people that we're angry at. Um, that's where it isn't very healthy. So when we're looking to spot the signs of anger, everybody has different signs, but what what's your take on that? So th- there's four ways you can recognize anger early. One is, and the most common is physical symptoms. So most people know that their heart starts to race, they start having muscle tension, they might have a headache, Uh, their jaw might clench. The physical symptoms can be really easy to spot early. Uh, The emotional symptoms, same thing. It might be a low level irritation, right? It might be sad. It might be fear. I mean, everybody's anger starts a different way. Some people are stressed and they're totally ignoring their stress. Uh, The next one is behavioral. A lot of people, when they get angry, the first thing they do is they blame and they swear. That is key because the difference between healthy and unhealthy anger is the focus. If I'm focused at you and you're making me angry and I'm totally focused on what you're doing, I'm really upset. But if I put that focus into me and say, you know what, I'm really upset. I need to do something to take care of myself. I'm still angry, but it's more manageable because I can control myself more than if I can try to control you (laughs) because that's where it gets really dicey. Um, The last one is our thinking. Our thoughts have huge power over our mood. And if I'm telling myself I'm no good, this is never going to work, I'm never going to get another relationship, I have to stay in it, then of course I'm going to feel crappy. But I have to take responsibility for those thoughts and say, well, wait a minute, is that even true that nobody wants me? or that I'm not a good person, because that's what we have to interrupt is that cycle of negative self-talk that really propels us into staying uh, hopeless and angry. Yeah, absolutely. And again, people just have to learn to recognize that, get to a therapist, work these things through, because if you don't, you know, it does manifest into illness in your, you know, physical the stress, the anxiety, the sleepless nights, um, and, and just this state of confusion because you're not eating and not sleeping. And then all your, you know, nothing can get accomplished. And then you're mad at yourself for that. So it's sort of like, it's something we have to learn to calm ourselves. So tell me, how do we calm ourselves? What's your best advice for these anger people? So if you can identify your negative self-talk and change it, even as something as everything's going to be okay, or I can handle this, those thoughts are going to calm you down. Because if you don't catch that, I hate them. They're always hurting me, right? That's going to get us super upset. 
but shift the focus to you because again, healthy anger is more about you and taking care of yourself and what you need at that moment. If I'm focused on someone else, I feel powerless and I feel frustrated because I want to control them. <laughs> I want to control what they're doing and I'm going to naturally be more out of control because we can't control anybody. But if I can at least say to myself, I'm upset and I, the, ne the next question obviously is then what do I do? How do I take care of me versus you changing and you having my solution, which is really not a good place to be. Absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's important for people to realize that. And, right. um, you know, I have uh, these women groups that I, I run weekly. And, and one of our homework assignments is for people to write an anger letter not to send uh -huh. to the narcissist, yes. just to get well, it out of your head, clear yeah. it out. Like, it, it, and it, it, it can be so therapeutic. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah. better when you read it to someone, but just getting it, don't mail it, don't send it, right. burn it. That's right. Away, do whatever you want to make a big fat water ball and squish it and throw it at the wall. Just yeah. get that anger out. And, and instead of holding it and bottling it up, mm -hmm. getting it out in that way does help a lot of people as well. Absolutely. That's super important. I love that because I think in writing, that's the one place I tell people do it, do the uncensored version. You can swear, you can hate, you can do whatever you want because you're not going to hurt the piece of paper and it's going to get that out of you. So I love that you have them do that. It's closure. I mean, it's, it's the closure we wish we could get, the thing yeah. we wish we could say, put it on that piece of paper and Absolutely. then literally, you know, watch it sort of implode and float away because yeah. free not holding it that, mm -hmm. that's what I like to know um so I also know that anger is a secondary emotion right it is a an emotion that is a reaction to some kind of fundamental other like something that was done to us and and we perceive mm -hmm. harm and mm -hmm. many people don't realize that you know when someone gives you the silent treatment you are angry but it's because you were unheard it's right. Because you were ignored, invalidated, right? Yes. So it's getting in touch with those things above. Here's the event. Here's the anger. And I say, why are you angry? Because they did that. Well, that's right. putting you in a perpetual loop. You're not finding the answers that you're, you were feeling unsafe or you were trapped or controlled or blamed. Look for the why you are so upset. Exactly. Yeah. What other pieces can you add to that? Well, it's finding the trigger, exactly what you said, because I remember I dated someone who was always late and it drove me nuts until what I realized was I was in, I was in my head saying, he doesn't love me because he's not on time. Mm -hmm. Now, being loved and being on time are two totally different things. And one day I realized that and I was like, oh my God, the meaning I'm assigning to his being late has nothing to do with me. He just was late. He was late to everything. But I had to get to what the meaning was for me, just like you said, because if you, everybody's going to have a different meaning. Everybody, depending on their life experience, depending on what their triggers were, you know, being disrespected and not being heard are the two biggies that I keep hearing over and over and over. And I'm not enough. You know, maybe your partner's saying something that's semi-critical and you're hearing I'm worthless. Well, no, that's not actually what's being said, but it's important to know where you go, what rabbit hole you go down, because that's gonna 
help you take responsibility that, hey, that's my rabbit hole. My partner isn't doing that. I'm doing that based on my history. And of course you are. How could you not? So this isn't about fault or blame of yourself. It's really about understanding how your story is impacting you today. Uh, that's that's beautiful. But think about like, if you know, if someone makes you feel guilty or shame, you know, yeah. why? Well, I feel like a bad guy. I didn't do that. You know, you're justifying in your mind, which is building the anger bubble, right? It's just yeah. making you in a place. So when you can learn to tap into the triggers and the emotions beyond the anger, the why, that makes getting rid of the anger a whole lot simpler. Just like you said with the boyfriend story, yeah. uh, it's a perfect example of how we think this and we interpret it as I'm not good enough. Uh, he's you know, not doing what I need him to do. Then, but deeper than that, every time I'm invalidated, I'm going to get angry. Oh, that's what happened. So then you can talk to that invalidation of, you know, when you're late, I feel like I'm not good enough and have a better, stronger conversation than coming out the door going, you're late again, because that's going to perpetuate the anger and the hurt inside and attacking like that um, is always going to cause them to react and just anger and and all of a sudden you're in in a a world war. So, well, and you also bring up a good point that if you're in a relationship with someone with toxic anger and you have a reaction to that, your anger is valid, but at that moment, it may not be necessarily as much about your history as somebody's crossing your line. They are treating you poorly and that anger is trying to get your attention to say, hey, this isn't okay with me. I need to leave. Because that's the safest thing sometimes we can do when we're in a toxic relationship is just leave. doesn't mean leave the relationship. A lot of people aren't ready to do that, but leave the room so that you're not in that toxic uh, environment anymore. Yeah. Thank you. Is there anything that we've missed that we didn't like? Do you want to let anyone know more little tidbits on? Sure. So when we get angry initially, The best goal is to remove yourself because until you have more skills, like how to communicate, how to reason things out, really, if you're a yeller, if you tend to say hurtful things, really the idea is to remove yourself first and practice really good self-care. One thing I'll add to that is if you're the type that like, you know, for me, if I get hot, I get hot. And I want to say what I want to say. So one of the things I did a couple of years ago is I'd run to the garage and I would, and I would say exactly what I wanted to say in the garage because nobody could hear me. I could hear how negative that was. So it was a wake up call for me, but it gave me a place to put it because to ask someone who struggles with anger, don't say anything. <laughs> That's going to be really tough. Take a deep breath. I don't know about you, but I can't take a deep breath when my heart's pounding. I have to move. I have to walk. I have to leave. I have to do something to calm down. But that that often means leaving the situation. So, you know, if you can at least do that and send a text to your partner and say, hey, I'm just, you know, I need a break. Don't engage. Just leave and then come back when you're calm. And there's a lot more to it, but essentially it's really important to just remove yourself before you say or do something that you'll regret. Perfect. That's really good advice for people. I know that you have a, a, is it a workshop, a course? What is it that you can tell people about that you've got for the anger people to help them get rid of it? 
I have a lot. I have a four-week anger course that I just started. So I do that periodically called Calming Your Anger. I have a free five-day email course to help somebody get started with this, uh, especially for the folks that can't afford therapy. You know, I want to provide something easy for them to start with. And then I have an online course, an hour video, if people want to do some more in-depth work that's on my website too. Awesome. Well, we've got your website address right underneath you and we'll put it in the comments so people can reach out to you. But I can thank you enough for this. This is such important, like learning to control our emotions through this process of recovery has to start with anger, because if we don't start with anger, then it just gets tipped in every one of the other places and we right. back to square one. So it's anger and fear. And then let's work on the rest for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. This has been lovely. Thank you so much. I'll see you again soon. Okay.